Welcome back to another episode of the Broncos Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Amir Farrow, with my co-host Jordan Mackey, a.k.a. J-Mac, and Jordan Lopez. On today's episode, to recap, a very disappointing uh, week two loss from the Denver Broncos against the Washington Commanders at home. Lots to talk about today. Um, as you guys know, uh, we're, we're just going to get straight into it. Um, you know, our weekly thing we do after games, we've been doing it since last season, is um, especially this season as well, is we always start off with the good and then we talk about the bad. But today was such a bad loss. I know it was a close game, but it was such a bad loss. So we're just going to go and start off with the bad because there's a lot to talk about. Um, and, you know, uh, we're obviously going to be very honest on the show as always. I would like to preface this by saying, you know, we're not, you know, trying to be negative or anything like that. This is just us being completely honest um, about the state of the team and everything and, you know, how we feel about all the different, you know, positions and coaching and all of that. But um, before I go in and jump into this episode, J Mac, Jordan, how are you guys doing? Um, I'm doing okay. I mean, you know, I woke up this morning, but you know, ever since then, you know, it, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I'm fine. He's fine. I mean, shoot, that's a, that's pretty good news considering what just happened. I was expecting a lot to hear a lot worse, but, um, let's go ahead and jump into the back. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply of today's game what went wrong what went wrong for the broncos um on offense defense today um i'll just go ahead and start it off i mean the the biggest thing for the, the broncos losing t- today i think we can all agree is the defense for a second week in a row the broncos lose this game because of the defense um vance joseph uh it might be time for him to pack his bags in week two i mean it's it's crazy that we're having this conversation this early into the season i mean let's just look at it from like everything from top to bottom tackling horrible undisciplined looks like and i see so many people on twitter saying this is not a coaching thing <laughs> how does bad tackling not fall back in the coaching like what oh my god all these penalties man. that that doesn't fall back in the coaching really that doesn't fall back in the coaching this is an absolute clown job absolute clown job uh, bad tackling so many unneeded penalties. There's a face mask by Nick Benito where I'm just thinking in my head, like, Vance Joseph, you're not coaching these guys in practice and not do that shit. Like, that that might just be, like, a, an error on Nick Benito that was supposed to be corrected in practice and he just didn't follow through in the game. But this is coaching, in my opinion. So many bad pursuit angles with tackling, pass rush. Like I said, it just it's an all-around poor coaching performance. There's no adjustments made that can, you know, give the better the Broncos a better shot at this, put the offense in a better situation. This defense losses this game. It I can't believe the, like, 180 we have done from last season to this season. Like, 
the fact that our defense is the problem. Imagine if we we kept Evero and our defense, like our defense would be just miles better. Like looking at our defense today, and J Mac, you've hit it completely on the on the head last week. I'm seeing so much 2018 Broncos defense, and like it looks like the 2022 Broncos defense is like a whole, just like a myth that never happened. Like it's crazy. A lot of these guys are from last year's defense. So you're sitting, you're sitting here telling me this is not Vance Joseph. Like this is this is so unbelievable. So I'm gonna go. So um, I think it was a more lot to the loss. I think defense was the biggest thing, and I'm glad you brought up what I said last week. This was why. I was so worried about Vance Joseph coming back. This is why I said I feel like Rex Ryan should have been a guy. I don't care what he, I mean. I don't care what he thinks about the Broncos. This is why I said go back and watch the tape on the Bronco defense. Go watch the Cardinals defense. We look like the Cardinals defense out here. Last year, we had a top four defense. In the, I want everybody to remember, this is the same defense. Yeah, Caden Stearns and Kareem Jackson weren't there, but we dealt with injuries last year. The yeah. defense was still – you can put it top four, us, Dallas, San Francisco, Philly. It it was those four in no order, whatever you want to say. We're arguably the worst defense in the league. The secondary looks – and Pastor Tanner didn't even give up a catch today, and we gave up 35 points. I mean, the pass rush is almost completely non-existent. I, guys – I said it last week. Guys aren't tackling the same like it was last season. You got – Got veterans like Fabian Morogan called for holding twice on crucial, and I mean crucial plays in the game. Jonathan Cooper had a great game. Outside of that, on the D-line, it was really non-existent. I mean, I'm just shocked. I mean, the fact that Pastor Tan is still playing at an all-high level, and we're giving up just easy touchdowns. And I, I talked about earlier in our group chat, you know, the if you watch the game, we're giving up layups. A guy like Sam Howell, you got to make him beat you with extreme, with outrageously throws that he has to make. Like the one to Terry McLaurin, the one on the sideline, I can live with that. But the blanket coverage you're running, having Pastor Tan play 10 yards off, having Mathis play 10 yards up, and these guys are just running in routes, catch it, pick up eight. It's just like you're giving the game away. And on the screen passes, the announcers hit it on the head. Why is Alex Singleton the only guy on the left side of the field? Eric Benimi just he he owned Vance Joseph today. I mean, and he, Vance Joseph is going to continue to get owned if he continues to be the DC. I'm gonna keep it real, and I'm gonna just we keep it honest on here. We're not going to win a game. I'm gonna just I, I don't think we can win a game. I I understand we played the Bears. Justin Fields is going to have a party on us if we don't fix this. I don't think it can be fixed. I'm just keeping it. I'm just keeping it a thousand. The defense looks horrible, and you want to talk about a 180, a 360. I mean, this, we we arguably had the best defense in the league last year. Arguably the best secondary, banged up too. And it, well, it's, it's a it's a one eighty because three sixty would put would put us back in the oh same yeah, spot. My fault, one eighty. Sorry. <laughs> it's what a Broncos lost does to you. That's Bro, what a Broncos lost does. When I, I'm at a like ever since I've been watching football for twelve years, I have never seen the Broncos have a defense this bad. I've seen us have mediocre to elite defenses, but this Sam Howell, no disrespect. 35? Yeah. Lord have crazy. mercy. Lord have – and Vance Joseph, they kept panning him to the sideline, and what kept pissing me off is just him just shaking his head like, what are you guys doing? No, bro, it's what are you doing? But go ahead, Jordan. No, I mean, I, I want to keep on listening because, I mean, I, <laughs> listen, I mean, I, I was very hesitant on, like, telling people last year when, like, when Evero would give up, like, 13 points or 16 points, and people were like – what are the defense doing? I'm like, hey, when he's gone, you don't know how bad it's going to really get. And, <laughs> uh, Vance Joseph, uh, 
listen, I hate having overreaction comments and stuff like that, but I don't think at this point if it's an overreaction, if uh, if it's uh, time to let fans Joseph go because that's the only way this defense gets fixed. I know it sounds like an overreaction take, but I think Denver fans are getting that PTSD from Vance Joseph days and that oh defense, God. and it finally feels like we have an offense that can actually score. Bit inconsistent, but still, they can put up points. Yeah. And now that it's been a complete 180, it just feels it feels rough. It really does. And uh, I'm trying to keep my composure, but Vance Joseph right now, I mean, just – not very good for you to come. I just, for, I, I just, I have to say this like, it's just for you to go to a team that was a top five defense in the NFL or the best secondary, you have the best corner in the league, top three safety. For you to go to that team and they turn into this that I just witnessed, for, for I, I don't understand, I, 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 I just don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, I, I feel bad for Pastor Tan and Justin Simmons. I, I really, I honestly do. I feel so bad for them because. This was not happening at all a year ago. We gave up. We had one bad game to me defensively. And that was against the the Rams on Christmas, and the season was gone by then. The season was over. I mean, we preached all off season long. We have always like put up twenty four points. We can win. Not a, well, it flip flops. Not offense looks good with a little bit of inconsistency, like Jordan said, and the defense just. I mean, our defense looks like the Bears' defense. On a, it looks bad. And even with the inconsistencies on offense, <laughs> we still had a good offense game, like per se, with the points and all that. So yeah, I can 24. only imagine. I can only imagine how this offense is gonna look going forward. But it's hard to even I'm point better. that out when you just know the defense is gonna be really, really, really bad. If you would have told me last year the Broncos would score thirty-three points and lose a game, I would have called you a complete idiot. 33 points and we lose a game. Is it crazy to is it crazy to say that this might be <laughs> zero Evero might be our biggest loss since Peyton Manning? Is it crazy to say that? It's not. I don't think we've suffered a bigger loss to this team. Like him wanting out, man, that's just thinking about it when, when me and J Mac were doing like the whole coaching process and you know Hackett getting fired and the season ends. Losing him, man, that is the toughest loss the Broncos have had in a while, and I don't think a lot of fans truly realize it. They're going to realize it as as uh, Vance Joseph stays under contract here. Yeah, the in the I just want to point out, watch the zone coverage is just so bad in the middle of the field. It is just it is so Sam, I, it's so bad. Like because and it's no disrespect to Josie Jewell and, and Alex Singleton, but those are not cover guys. Like they they are not supposed to be out there like that. And there's a reason why Evero. It, I mean. Alex Hickson did almost get him a pick. I mean, they're not – I'm not saying that they're bad, but, like, when you're playing against a pass-heavy team like Washington, why why even roll the dice on it? Like, Well, J-Mac, may I present to you a linebacker that we may have drafted and that, according to the coaches, have good pass coverage skills? Maybe we can utilize one of those guys. Vance Joseph. Oh. He, he doesn't play rookies. I don't know, man. He's got to go, man. He he, ha- he has to go. Like, I ain't going to – Christian Parker should have been promoted because this is this – Bro, that's what, I, that's what I said on my Twitter. We would have just been better off week one with Christian Parker as a DC. Like, I don't care how much lack of experience he has. He would be better than Vance Joseph has been in the league for I don't know how many years now. 
I mean, there's just so many plays where Damari Mathis, he's not his own corner. Stop putting him he's in damn not. zone coverage. And he's sitting back there, get, boom, gets beat. Sam House, he's a slam. Boom, easy separation. Like, it's the, the receivers don't even have to, like, route him up or anything. Like, he, when you're sitting in zone coverage, he can beat you underneath every time. And there's those linebackers in the middle of the field, they're doing other stuff. So, boom, wide open lane over the cross the middle, easy first down every time. I mean, like there's just so much difference in scheme from last year to this year that you seriously cannot convince me that this does not fall on the coaching, you know, the defensive play calling and just scheme in general. Like we're not using utilizing our players to their strengths, and that's what you should be doing as a coach. And they're not. And in result, this does fall on the coaching. Um, Vance Joseph was the worst like person on the field today. I don't care if there was defensive players not playing good. Vance Joseph was the worst you know person out there. I mean. It's just unbelievable. All the, the all those days, offense balling out in camp, was that simply just the defense being terrible? Like, I, I seriously like question that. Like at this point, I know the offense put up thirty three today, which is one of my good takeaways. I mean, that's so that's awesome. The, the last time we scored over thirty was uh, against the Chargers, uh, the last game last year. But besides that, I'm not sure we scored thirty the entire season. So, um, it, it's just crazy. I think that that's easily the biggest thing that Broncos fans are frustrated on. We spent literally just a good 12 minutes just now talking about literally Vance Joseph and how that was a, a bad takeaway from today. The I, I put down the high usage of zone coverage is a big reason we lost today. Sam Howell literally like his, what, his third career start? He's just chewing that up like it's nothing. We should be one of the best secondaries in the NFL. Like, I don't get it. Bro, like, and that's my point. Like, I, I like I bashed Amari Mathis. I'm not even gonna lie, I did. But I'm going back and looking at last year. Why, why are we steadily putting him zone coverage? If you watch the game, our DBs are playing 10 yards off. That Eric Benimi knows he has a young quarterback. These are layups, these are just give me's. Jahan Dawson, Curtis Samuel, run an in route because Terry McLaurin's not getting nothing on PS2. That's a given. He didn't get nothing again on him. It's just these these in routes, these tight ends, like. What are you not like? I just don't get how do you not make an adjustment? How do you not go into halftime? Like, okay, they're sneaking up on us. Hmm, what are they doing? They're just throwing underneath. They're throwing in front of our linebackers, they're throwing underneath, and you don't stop it. You continue to back up 10 yards. It's like, like, come on, man. You've been a yeah. DC for I don't even know how long. You you your job is you you your job has been to call defensive plays your entire coaching career. And you just, man. Yeah, so it's, it's just coaching malpractice by uh, Vance Joseph at this point. <laughs> I mean, it really is. I, I don't know if, I mean, Damari Mathis played well under Evro. I don't know if that's due to Evro just hiding him in some spots and just making him not as vulnerable as Vance Joseph is making him to look at. I mean, as I thought right he was now. solid. I thought he was solid one on one last year, though. Yeah. Like one on one, he was like locked down in a lot of games. Yeah, like, I, I didn't think he was like a top corner or anything, but he could hold his own. It yeah. it was not this bad. Like it was not this bad. Him like Terry McLaurin is blurring him across the field. Like guys are just just killing him in the in the underneath. He's not even realizing that they're running an in route. He can't even break to the ball. Part of that is on him, and a part of that's because he's already eight yards away from the guy. I mean, just Vance Joseph. I I, I just don't think. I'm not saying it's not that hard, but it's like if something ain't broke, why fix it? See what I'm saying? Like, that's what he did to the defense. He came over here and implemented a new system that just didn't work. Instead, it's running the same thing that we did last year that ran to, to perfection. He tried to implement his fingerprints all over it, and we're seeing it. 
Yeah, we got fooled so much by the people over the, this offseason, the reporters and stuff, saying that uh, Van Joseph is running the same thing as what Evero yeah. did and Christian Parker. <laughs> I got, I'm not gonna lie, I got fooled. I got absolutely I fooled by that. I yeah. got, I thought we were doing the same thing. I should did more film and actually like paid attention, you know, specifically during camp practices and stuff. But I got fooled, man. This is Van Joseph's defense. This is not Christian Parker. Yeah. This continuation. This is this Van Joseph's defense. Mm-hmm. Um. One thing I want to ask uh, Jordan about, you brought up a good point in our last episode about the middle eight. Um, remind people of what that is and how the Broncos, uh, that was a big reason why they lost today. The last four minutes of the first half and the first four minutes of the second half is called the middle eight. And it's something that Bill Parcells always preached and Sean Payton has emphasized with all of his teams. So we are alluding to the fact that he's emphasizing with the Broncos and Last week against the Raiders, we did an okay job against uh, the Raiders in the middle eight. Today, probably the worst. I mean, we've only played two games, so I tend to get still the worst, but it was – I mean, they scored 10 points in the middle eight, and then to come out of the half, three and out. So the, you can't get any worse in the middle eight unless you give up 17, but at that point, you don't even deserve to win the game. But, yeah, the middle eight couldn't be worse for Champagne in that – uh, defense and offense because that's when the offense was struggling. But yeah, that middle eight was uh, was a big no go. Yeah, um, one thing I want to touch on for the middle eight and everything, I'm just I'm really confused on why the offense in general stopped throwing the ball. Like, I'm not saying that you shouldn't run the ball in situations, but if Russ is five for seven, almost 200 yards and two touchdowns. Why, like, I understand the point of you trying to, you know, run the ball, chew some clock a little bit, but if the run game is not working, which, in, and you guys can't even lie, I love Javante, but the run game just has not been working the last two games. We have no identity of running the football of how we thought that we, that we were going to have. It's been, the first game was kind of okay. Today was horrible. We couldn't run the ball today. And I know a lot of it has to do with the commander, Jonathan Allen, all those guys, but if you know that, why stop throwing the football as much? Like, I think it was sometime in, like, the third quarter, Russ only had thrown 12 passes we started running the ball more than throwing the ball. And I feel like that's part of the reason. You got to keep your foot on the gas. Teams like KC, Buffalo, you think those guys, when they go up 21-3, to three, they just run the ball and do and just stop putting the ball in the air, stop attacking, start, start playing conservative? They don't do that. Mahomes and them, they're going to keep throwing the football. The Bills are going to keep throwing the football. Any team, maybe contending team besides the Eagles, are going to continue to throw the football on a team like Washington. Because what it did was you slowed the game down and you played to their pace. In Washington, their secondary isn't that good. They have a great front four. Their pass rush is really good. So when you start, they start getting stops. You come up with second and ten. Then you run the ball, and it's third and eight. You're playing to their strength because the game is slowed down, and now it's third and long, and they can just get after you. And that's what happened in the middle eight. And just the rest of the second half in general, too. Yeah, and uh, I don't want to look forward to uh, next week, but – I kind of just have to mention it just because I'm going to the game. I'm trying to get myself excited, especially I thought I was going to be after today's game, you know, going one-on-one into Miami. But the last time uh, Vance Joseph did play uh, the Dolphins, I know they didn't have Tyreek and none of those weapons they have now, and not even the offensive coordinator, but he did play Tua, and he gave up 34 <clears throat> points against them. So and that was in 2020. So I can't imagine how that's going to be with all those weapons who – the, literally the biggest factor in the game is going to be Tyreek and Watt and all those guys and Mike sure. McDaniel. So I can't, I can't imagine what Mercy. that's going to look like. Yeah. 
Uh, I, I was going to talk about what uh, J Max talking about. I actually kind of disagree. I felt like I looked at the stat line, like around like he had nine, 10 carries, Javante, and he was averaging over like five yards a carry. There was like the last few plays that kind of took his stat line down a little bit. The, the running game was actually pretty effective, I thought. I want to know your thoughts on uh, that, Jordan. I mean, I thought the running game was pretty solid. And when they were running the football, they were still within reach of the game. It was like literally they were either leading or they were like um, down by one possession. So I still like involving the run game. And it's not like they were like super heavy with the run game. There wasn't much running the football that went on today. I mean, um, Russ, he threw the ball 32 times. I mean, Javante had 12 carries. And then besides that, Russ was your leading rusher with seven attempts for 56 yards. And a lot of that was on that like last drive or so. I mean, I don't really th- think they, uh, I don't think running the ball. I personally, me, like I thought the play calling is beautiful today. I thought there were some plays or eh, but like, I thought the play calling, I was satisfied with it. I felt like more so it was the defense and like the offense not being on the same page in that third quarter. Yeah. The offense relative to like the play calling was, was good. I mean, I think it's hard to, I mean, disagree with that. Whenever the series started with a run, it was bad because statistically proven, I mean, they only got the, the success rate for starting with a rush was 62%. And when they started with a pass, it was 80% to get gain a first down. So, I mean, that's a huge difference. Um, but, yeah, whenever they passed on first down, it seemed like the offense got a little groove and then they can run on second. And then the defense is kind of, you know, guessing on what if it's going to be a play action or not. But I thought the run game was fine. I mean, Javante breaking all those tackles and stuff and those yards after yeah, that nice are, are huge. But, again, I have no complaints about the offense, even with their inconsistencies, because this is only their second game with Sean Payton. I mean, if if I'm being quite honest, scoring 33 points the way we did, I mean, that that's, a, that's an A. That's an A-plus for us because we would never thought we would score 33. It's the the tail of the game was the defense. That I mean, it's, it's the defense. It's that's it. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm not saying the run. I just think in certain situations, like when the run game. I mean, Javante ended the game with I think was it. Um, yeah, he had 12 carries, 44 yards. He averaged 3.7 to carry. I mean, but yeah, my point is the run game is in fear. <laughs> and like that's that's all I'm saying is like yeah, you can run the ball, but when you consistent like when. When you're running the ball, you're not really getting much. For Javante, 12 carries for 44 yards isn't that really – it's not a good game. Like, I mean, it's it's okay. Yeah, the last few – like I said, though, the last few carries really kind of the, – the, I don't know if you guys saw the offensive line really, like, piled back yeah. on him. Well, those last few carries were offensive line issues, and I don't – I don't know. I just wouldn't put that on, like, Javante or – they really nah. didn't run the ball that much either. Yeah, no, I'm not putting it on Javante. Like, I don't – I'm not going to put it on him. I'm just saying just in general, like – when you're playing a team like Washington, that's their strong suit is to stop the run up front. They want to get up front and personal. If you're killing them, throwing the ball, if you're 21 to three early. I just don't get why you just completely like it was you. at a, it was at a time where they just completely abandoned like the aggressiveness with throwing the ball because Washington was like they they in their head the game is over. But then again, the fumble happened and everything. Yeah, but it's like you have to keep throwing the ball after that. Like come out and still attack. Don't dummy down because, yeah, Russ fumbled. You got to keep going out there with that aggressiveness. That's all I'm saying. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see where you're coming from. I'm I'm more of like a, a balanced offensive approach guy. Like I feel like you should always still include the run game in there, unless you get down like when it was 35 to 24. Then yeah, you gotta abandon the run. But I always like to see the run game still be implemented in there, especially with uh, how Sean fit, Sean Payne's offense operates. Uh, but my last uh, bad or yeah bad takeaway from today's game was, and we basically already hit on it a little bit, is the offensive meltdown in the second half. I mean, the defense did not help that out at all. But that third quarter was pretty ugly at some uh, you know some spots. There was that miscommunication that kind of really surprised me with uh, Russ and Cortland Sun, and that resulted in the Emmanuel Forbes pick. I was really shocked by that. Um, yeah, I thought Sean Payton and uh, everybody would at least be on, on the same page with all those plays. It kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, uh, some plays of Nathaniel Hackett last year. But besides that, communication was pretty solid. There's a lot of plays where Russ was like calling audibles at the line and like everybody you could hear it from like the the um you know like from the TV like everybody was communicating on the old line like you could hear guys screaming out pointing blitzes and stuff like I really like to see that but uh besides that really just like the offensive meltdown in the second half but they picked it up at the end. I mean, let's go ahead and start talking about some of the positive takeaways. That Hail Mary dude. Oh, I I can't believe we actually like completed that. Obviously, but let's Obviously, the last negative, it's not even really a takeaway, but just like the last bad thing was like that stupid play, uh, <laughs> that stupid call by the refs, man. Like, how was that not that? a DPI? I, I don't, you can watch it back, literally watch it back. Like, you guys just end the game like that. It's like someone commented on my Instagram post, like, yeah, the refs just wanted to book and go home. Like, yeah, yeah it's basically, it's basically what it seems like they got tired. They're all 60 years old. So they're like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and just book it, go home. Like, and J Mac, that's before you go. And but J-Mac, before you go, it took us almost nearly 24 minutes to talk about the awful DPI call. That's how bad Vance Joseph was. I just want <laughs> everyone to remember that. I yeah. mean, the story of the game and for everyone on, on social media has been that DPI call. But for us, it was Vance Joseph. And, and yeah. look how long it took for us to to talk about the deep i mean that's how bad the defense was but yeah, yeah, talk about yeah I, I, i'm not gonna lie i don't think it's the reason why we lost the game i mean technically it's the yeah. reason why i think we lost the game but i a lot of we just talked about what really went into that the dpi i mean that's textbook one-on-one i mean come on now any anybody coming like anybody could see that that's a pi really like corlin Sutton got pulled he, he couldn't even reach for the ball referee just said oh incomplete uh Nah, let's get out of here, man. It's getting late. Like, yeah, come on. Yeah, uh, Sean, nice seeing you, man. Yeah, let's go. Really? Oh, my that goodness. Was, I mean, and the announcers are even like, yeah, they're talking about beautiful coverage from St. Juice. Beautiful Bro, I was coverage. like, what? what? Like, are y'all not watching? Because I knew immediately, because when I saw Russ throw it, I was like, I don't think it's going to be completion, because he just, it was kind of a last, like, opportunity. I just see sudden getting hell. I'm like, oh, my God, P.I. I'm like, yeah, we finna run it back. Probably be a quarterback sneak, get it at the one. Nope, game over. Book it. 0-2. I was like, man, you gotta be kidding me. But Jordan hit on the money. We ain't talk about this in 24 minutes, 25 minutes. This goes to show you, like that everybody, that wasn't the reason why we lost the game. A lot more went into that. We shouldn't even been in that predicament. Um, all yeah. in all, the offense had its problems, but you scored 24 points, you're supposed to win a game. And even if you get to 33, you're supposed to win a game. I mean, against the commanders at that. And one thing I'm gonna point out is Eric uh Benimi, I think that's how you're saying. Uh Eric Benimi, masterclass, masterclass, cooked Vance Joseph. They're they're pulling up their teammates at Colorado. I'm like, well, one went this way and one went the other way. Cause one is obviously way better than the other. It's not even a they were talking about this arrival going into this, those two guys in Colorado, offense versus defense. Yeah. It's that's not even a robbery. It's a joke. Yeah. 
And it was kind of, you know, last episode I mentioned the uh, coordinator matchups between Sean Payne and Jack Del Rio, but I clearly forgot to even bring up Vance Joseph and Eric Bieniemy because just really because I didn't really count Van, uh, Eric Bieniemy as the play caller for the Chiefs. It's more Andy Reid, but even at that, when Bieniemy was with the Chiefs and they played the Cardinals, Vance Joseph defense, it was they gave him forty four points last year, so. Wow. I'm not gonna lie, I just I want to point this out. Y'all seen how this Chiefs offense looks without uh being to me, right? Yeah. I just want to point that out. It, it it does not look the same. It, it it to me, it just does not look the same. I watched a lot of that game today. The offense, I, I credit to the Jags defense, but it's in my homes. That offense just didn't look the same to me. Meanwhile, Washington out here throwing a the party. They're out here just balling. I shot. 35. Yeah, but 30. with the with with the DPI. Just my quick take on it. Of course, it's a defensive pass interference. It was probably one of the worst calls I've ever seen uh, for the Broncos. And, uh, again, it's not the reason why we lost. It's a, it's a sort of a big part of why, but not the main reason why. Again, was defensive pass interference, but Vance Joseph is clearly the bigger story in this game. Yeah, no, the, the, the last thing that we didn't talk about that was kind of a negative is Kareem Jackson. I just want to point this out to every Broncos fan and everybody who watches this. Kareem Jackson was not doing this under anybody besides Van Joseph. I mean, what, Kareem Jackson, what are you doing? Yeah, it's so weird. Like, he was, so many people was, were like Bounty Gate. He was not doing this with in, since he's been in Denver. We all know Kareem's been hard hitting, but he has never blatantly gone for the head. I don't, it's two things. Either one, the defense is obviously not disciplined, and that could be a part of it or two. Cream yeah. Jackson just thinks that, like, he has to be that type of player because his skills are, are not the same as it once was. I don't know what it is. But today, because I last week I defended him. I said it wasn't intentional because, I mean, I didn't think it really was. This week, that was intentional. And you could see the regret on his face. That It was no way that wasn't intentional. Logan Thomas is, like, 6'5". You jumped and lunged. It wasn't like he's falling to the ground. No, no, no. You jumped and lunged, helmet to helmet hit on that man for absolutely no. Re- I mean, he had already caught the ball, Kareem. Like he, it was not like he was gonna cause a breakup. He, it wasn't gonna be incomplete. He had already caught the ball. I, I had never seen that out of K Jack before, man. I, I, I don't know if it's Vance Joseph or what. I mean, that was <laughs> such a dirty play. I mean, I couldn't believe it to be honest. And then that led us to uh, DTY being our backup safety. And then he got hurt, so Prayer we center. had to playing safety. Oh, so it's like we're going to be seeing some J.L. Skinner in Miami, just, you know, my guess, early guess. But why was he even a, a redshirt? Why was he even a healthy scratch today? That didn't make that didn't make sense to me. You uh, had three active safeties, bro. <laughs> like, don't know why. Especially knowing the way Kareem's been hitting, you probably should put another safety in in the first place. Like, come on. So, I wouldn't be surprised if that was Vance Joseph's call, too. Jesus Christ. I, I just – I don't know what got into K-Jack. K-Jack has never done anything. Like, now he's being labeled a dirty player. Now I just saw the NFL is going to be reviewing and decided he should be suspended. Oh, suspension, yeah. That's not, Yeah, he might actually get suspended I'm not like against two games. It. I'm not against it because it's like – the first one was – it was like controversial. This one, you flat out – you you could like – you would watch – he, he low-key regretted it. I would have tried to fight him too if I was Washington. That was that was blatant. Yeah, you got it back. You got yeah, no, that was that was blatant. Like he lunged at he didn't aim for the chest. He you he he left the rest of his body defenseless because he wanted to go for the helmet to helmet hit. And it was just 
I don't get it. Like, like I said, it's just lack of discipline. I'm gonna just I'm gonna put it on lack of discipline because that was that has not happened under Evero in um just years before. That K Jack has never done nothing like that. Just disregard for human life. Like that has just never happened. I don't think I don't think he's purposely trying to knock out these players because, like, I, at the end of the day, I don't think someone's actually trying to do that. I think Cream's a good guy, but it's like I think he is just really und- undisciplined and like bad and like where he's targeting. Like he's doing it like out of control. Like usually Kareem, <laughs> he know he has a good amount of like space to time up that hit. These yes. he just kind of firing hits wherever, it, and if it hits the helmet, then so what? Like I think yeah, it's. You, you said it best. I said it, yeah, earlier in the episode. I mean, Van shows have this deep. This is the most undisciplined defense I've seen since 2018, easily. And you can just see it like the way that you know the pass rush is so inconsistent, the way you're seeing unnecessary face masks, penalties, holding. I mean, you're even seeing on special teams a little bit from uh Tremont Smith, too. All these reporters saying that Tremont Smith is supposed to be a special teams ace. Why is the dude already at three? Sp- three penalties in the first two games he's a liability that's what he is he's not an ace like and he can't he's a li- he, he can't even can he can't even get the ball on the onside kick he's had two opportunities at it he hasn't got it both times and you're you're, you're the lead gunner guys are falling to the ground and you can't even get the ball oh, special boy. teams ace practice squad yeah, ace. that's, that's absolutely ridiculous Absolutely ridiculous. And let's just go ahead and cap off the show with uh, some of the great things we saw in today's game. I don't know about you guys, but in that first half, I felt like I was on top of the world witnessing that Russell Wilson, Marvin Mims masterclass. I, for one, um, I judged the trade up a little bit for Marvin Mims, but now, hey amen. I'm sorry for doubting you, Sean Payton. This was the right move trading up for Marvin Mims. Um, he looks like an absolute beast. I mean, you could just tell that we're missing that vertical threat ever since losing KJ Hamler. I mean, he replaced exactly that. The way he's stretching the field, making plays. I mean, those two, he had a 53-yard reception, 60-yard reception. That touchdown had me going insane. I mean, that Russell Wilson and Marvin Mims connection, I mean, hopefully Russell Wilson could pick it up for the rest of the season and, uh, you know, maintains, you know, this consistently and still looks like an elite quarterback so that we can have the future um, with him and then Marvin Mims as well. Um, I know some people are already coming at him, even though this loss doesn't really fall on him. Um, but another few other uh, positive takeaways and a lot of good I saw in this game was from Nick Benito and Jonathan Cooper. Um, I thought they were constantly getting pressure. Um, I predicted in our last episode, Jay Coop would take home defensive player of the game. He got two sacks, a forced fumble, uh, three, four tackles. So really good game from him. Um, I was excited to see you know the performance he had out there. Um, obviously, a, a mismatch between him and Andrew Wiley, in my opinion. Um, he exposed that. Um, obviously, uh, a few set, a lot more pass rush. So that's a pa- that's a positive uh, from last week. A lot more pass rush. Obviously, on a much more um, you know weaker Commanders O line opposed to the you know Raiders O line. But um, they still got home a few times. Randy Gregory has some uh, good pass rushes as well. Um, but yeah, those are some of the you know last good takeaways that I have from this game. Yeah, um, you hit it right on the head with uh, the pass rush. Really, I- I'm gonna start there. Um, Jonathan Cooper balled out. Nick Benito had flashes outside the face mask penalty, which was really costly. He had a really good game. Jonathan Cooper, at this point in time, is low key our best pass rusher, yeah. and and he's, I mean, he came in camp, got the starting job. I mean, he showed today like I'm I'm him. Like he had a really good game today. I was really impressed. I was not expecting that at all. Like, I wasn't expecting the pass rush to be a little much, not anything today, but they did good. He did really well. Um, About Russ, man, talk about 
I, you're gonna say on top of the world. I was screaming. I'm like, yeah. it was it was a great feeling, man. I mean that 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 time, you know. But um, <laughs> yeah, and then it went downhill. And then it went downhill. But but I will say no. But Russ looked really good. He showed that he's not washed to everybody who thought he was. His arm looked great. The deep ball accuracy was there. The tightrope on the sideline, the Mims, the deep ball, the Mims. I mean, he showed like that Marvin Mims, like he. He needs to get the ball more. I don't know what the target. That's another thing we really didn't talk about. The target share today was just all over the place. Uh, Marvin Mims definitely needs to get more targets than he got. But, yeah, I mean, I, I was happy that we got him. I thought, I mean, I obviously wanted probably some guys that I wanted over him. But, I mean, Marvin yeah. Mims looks like he, we got a steal in him. I mean, the speed, just straight. I mean, Washington secondary isn't that great, but he burned him. And Russ put it on the money, and that, that's something to look forward to. And plus, you look on those throws when Russ has time and he's looking down the field, the Broncos are dangerous. And I just feel like that that's got to be a point of emphasis in every single game, the deep ball, because that's that's Russ' specialty right there, man. You got to give him that opportunities. Was, that was 16th overall pick, Emmanuel Forbes, that he burned on that that rope on the, along the sideline. Yeah, just easy, man. I was he, I was happy he, to see that. He was one. He, he wasn't he the same one that gave us the touchdown, or was that not him? I was gonna say that, but I can't verify that. I'll have to watch film and rewatch that play, but um, I can't remember honestly. Okay. Yeah, my big, you know, good things from the game, I guess you could say, is again Marvin Mims played great. I would say Brandon Johnson played good when he had his opportunities in there as well. Again, he had that big hail mary catch. I also thought he did pretty good uh, out there when he had time. It was, uh, I think, it was pretty obvious that Judy was on a snap count uh, to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. um, that's why Marvin Mims stepping up was big, and even Brandon Johnson when he got his opportunities, and some of the other guys. Son showing up late at the end was, you know, a little bit nice to see. You know, he was kind of going absent from the beginning of the game, but it was good to see him at the end. But yeah, I think Marvin Mims and Brandon Johnson are only ones I can really point out to being the only positives, besides also Russ uh, playing, you know, good uh, to a certain point, but. The offensive line was shaky at best. McGlinchey. McGlinchey was not good. And uh, Garrett Bowles had a solid game, I thought. I thought he held his own for a bit there. I mean, that's a tough assignment with Chase Young. Yeah. There was a few a few plays where I was kind of upset with him, but he did his he did his part for the most of the game. Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah, and no, I was going to say, no, the O-line didn't look bad as everybody was – like, I, people text me, man, y'all offensive line looks terrible. I'm like, offensive line wasn't a problem, I think. It wasn't a reason why I think we lost this game too much. I think – I mean, they're a really good defensive line, like arguably top two, top three in the league. Like, they're – really I mean, Like, Jonathan Allen, De'Ron Payne, Chase Young, and Montez Sweat, Jesus Christ. I mean, that's that's a problem. But, I mean, I will say the offensive line, they, they held their own. Cushenberry held his own. I ain't hear his name get called a lot today. Not saying he had a great game, but I mean he did. I mean he he held his own out there. But and like I said earlier, I mean when Russ had a clean pocket, which he had a clean pocket a lot of this game, and a lot of the stuff was improvised too. But Russ looked really good with that clean pocket, like really, really, really good. And last year he, the clean pocket was almost never there; it was non-existent. Yeah, it just would have been nice to have Sean Payton last year with uh, Zero Evero. That the compliment right. would have been so beautiful. I still don't know how they messed that up with like not getting him to come back. Like I understand it's their thought process, but like if he would have just came back, we would have actually made like I don't want to jump like to I conclusion. I, I want to ask you guys 
the last question, like for the whole episode, what do you guys see your like the outlook of the rest of the season? Because zero and two is a horrible start, especially the two really bad teams. You look how bad the Raiders got beat today. Like they, it, it was not good. I know that's the Bills, but like you still got beat pretty bad. I mean, zero and two to not so great teams. I mean, what do you guys see? I mean, I, I I said it. I I said the Raiders are gonna lose their next five games. I said that after the last game. I said Raiders are gonna lose their next five to six games. Um, the outlook for the season, I'm gonna be honest. Like I'm looking at our schedule. The Dolphins getting smoked. The Bears is up in the air. I hate to say it, but if the the Jets, I mean, I I don't think like that's a because the Jets have a really good defense. So if it's gonna be a defensive battle, we're gonna end up maybe losing that one if the defense doesn't improve. The Chiefs, Packers, Chiefs, Bills, Vikings, Browns, these are all offensive, like, mind offensive-based teams that before the season I thought we had a chance because of our defense. And, I, I mean, at the pace we're going, we could legit be, like, a really bad – like, a really bad team. Like, I'm just – if the defense continue, I mean, it'll be, it'll be times where the defense won't give up 35 and the offense is going to – can put up points, but it's – I hit on this when we got Van Joseph. I was hoping that this year wasn't a year where the offense was really good and the defense was really bad. I didn't want it to flip-flop. If he could just kind of meet in the middle. But it's looking like it's going to be one of those. It looks like it's going to be one of those times, especially with the injuries we have in the secondary already. No K-1, no um, uh, Caden Stearns. I don't know how the, the season looks like it's shot to me. Yeah, I – <laughs> I don't like to overreact, so I'm going to try to keep it as honest as I can. Obviously, I don't think the season's over just yet. I mean, we're only two games in, and it's the NFL. Anything yeah. can happen. It's, matchups makes, you know, games. I mean, the coordinator matchups, all that, you have to look into it. As right now, having Vance Joseph as a DC does not help in our favor <laughs> any of those games. But I know a lot of people are overreacting with the Dolphins and how what they did last week. And I know, again, we have Vance Joseph, but – Sean Payton, he does coach the coaches, which is a good part. So hopefully he can, you know, get Vance Joseph on the right track to a certain degree. But, yeah, it's not looking good so far. I wouldn't give hope for the season yet, only two games again. And we just hope that this defense can just get it together because if they can, then we can be looking at a bounce back from this 0-2 start if – they're going to continue to play like the way they did. The season's not going to be looking good, and Vance Joseph may be on his way out towards the middle of the season if they get to this bad. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he's fired by the um, the trade deadline, something like that, like around the middle of the season. I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I'm not giving up on the season. Um, my net, my nine and eight record prediction is probably turning to like I'm more – I'm just being really <laughs> honest. I'm believing more in like seven and ten right now. Um I hopefully we do turn it around. I mean, look at the Bengals are zero and two. I mean, they have you know really solid you know playmakers over there. Hopefully, I know they're gonna turn it around. So hopefully we can turn around somewhat. I mean, we've seen it from plenty of contenders in previous years where teams start off like zero and two and they find a way to you know go all the way back to you know playoff contention. So hopefully we can turn it around. We have a we have the head coach to start us you know start us by doing that. I mean, the Saints have not had great starts uh, in you know certain years and they've yes. at least rallied their teams. So uh, that's something to you know take a look out for with Sean Payton now being you know over here in Denver. So um, I like the the staff that he's put together besides you know the def- defensive uh, coordinator. Um, and I think uh, 
my biggest overreaction. I'm not going to overreact to you know the outcome of the season, but um, I still think they could make the playoffs. But my biggest like overreaction is like I think Vance Joseph should be fired as soon as you can make that move. Like I just feel like he's a liability, and there's nothing good we're getting out of him being here. Um, I think it's going to be like a addition by subtraction, in my opinion. Yeah, I really want to agree with y'all. Like, I, I, I really do. I just, I mean, it, it's just the teams that we have to play. Like, we have yeah. to get stops. And if we're letting Sam Howell drop 35 on us at home, will we, Mahomes, I mean, Jordan Love at this point, uh, Josh Allen, Kirk Cousins, Deshaun Watson, Justin Herbert twice, Jared Goff in the Lions, I mean – like this is gonna like this is this is a tough turn. I mean, this is not like an easy turnaround. Plus, the Saints, I mean, they still they still had a good foundation of coaching. You still had Dennis Allen. I mean, you still had some hope. Drew Brees was out here putting up 35 to 40 points a game. I don't know if I don't want to just say our offense can't do it, but I don't know for sure if our offense that type of offense to put up 30 to 40 points, seeing like how inconsistent it is in the second half. I just don't know. Because it's look if we keep Van Joseph for the length of the season, we're gonna have to average at a minimum 25. And that's to talk about making the playoffs. Cause I don't know if the rest of the season the defense is gonna be as bad as it was today. Today was, I think, an all-time low. But as far as the season goes, it's the panic mode. The panic button has been hit. And if Amir hit it, you you gotta fire Vance Joseph as soon as you can. Cause I mean, this man is George Payton has to see the, the setback on defense. We defense was not looking this bad at all. So, man. Yeah. With, with me again, I don't think the season lost at this point. I know 0 2 is a, is a rough way to start a season. I know a whole bunch of people on social media. I mean, I might not even open it, but I know a whole bunch of people are already giving hope for the season. So, I'll just say for a lot of people out there, Broncos country, just it's only two games. Hopefully, Vance Joseph and that defense can pick it up. I know it looks right now that that's not the case, but it's the NFL. Uh, <laughs> these are grown-ass men that want to win games too. So just it, don't give up hope yet. Yeah. And uh, I think Sean Payne will eventually get this thing uh, turned around because our offense has looked good. So that's a good part. Yeah, it, the Bears the Bears game and the Jets game are huge. That's really going to show with this football team. If we lose both of those, I don't know. Yeah, the, I'm I'm going to that Bears game in person, so I, I'm yeah, not gonna lie. absolute must win. I don't want to overreact, but like I'm just I'm just saying, like my brother told me this, and I caught him crazy. He's like, Jordan, I don't think we gonna win more than three games. I, I I don't think it's gonna be that bad, but I'm looking at the schedule and like the way we've played, it's gonna be really tough to. to it's right now we're looking at it. We're looking at a team that it's tough. Jonathan Cooper hit it on the money. Execute. And just winning, and just, you have to close out, and that's you're struggling at closing out 21 to three leads in a quarter. You got a long way to go, a long way to go. But hopefully, I, I have faith in Sean Payton. I do. I hope Sean Payton can hopefully get Vance Joseph on the right track. But Vance Joseph is a grown man setting his ways, been in DC for years. It's gonna be hard to just make him change course on his defense. That's the only thing. It's not like he's a young coach that's open to change. He's a set in stone veteran DC that's had some success years, some I'll say not some few success years in the league. It's gonna be hard for to to get him to completely change the defense. Yeah, um, I yeah, there still is outlook for the rest of the season, like Jordan said, but. 
just got to take it one week at a time, really. You got to look at your matchups one on one, and hopefully we can start, you know, building something and actually bounce back because that's what good football teams do. You know, they bounce back from adversity, they battle adversity. Um, and I think that's going to speak a lot to the testament of this coaching staff and how they rally their, their group rather than lose them like uh, Hackett was doing last year. But um, that's going to be it for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. If you're listening on YouTube, make sure you guys hit the like button. Please leave a comment below. Let us know what you guys think about the current state of the Denver Broncos. What are you guys' thoughts on the game today? Um, uh, I'm also want to go ahead and shout out the closest score prediction um, from our game preview and who got the closest score. It goes to Cats, Crystals, and Ghosts. Uh, they predicted 36 to 24 Commanders winning the game. So shout out to you for getting the closest score prediction from the last game. Uh, last uh episode um and shout out to you uh reach out to me on instagram twitter uh if you want to want me to give you a shout out over there as well uh, but like i said make sure you guys leave a comment below let us know your uh, feedback on the game we always love reading your comments if you guys are listening on apple spotify podcast um please make sure you uh um, leave a five-star rating turn notifications on so you never miss an episode of the broncos avenue podcast with that being said i'm your host amir with my co-host j mac and jordan with plenty more episodes to come this upcoming week so make sure you guys are subbed and uh, staying up to up to date with all of our episodes but with that being said uh, until our next episode peace out everybody peace